red leather, yellow leather. That's what we do, and we go, Dame Judy Dench, Dane Cook. Dame Judy Dench, Dane Cook. Yeah. Well, Dame Judy Dench, Dame Dane Cook. See, she's Dame not ready. Dame Judy Dench, Dane Cook. Dane Cook. There we go. Dame Duty Dench. See, we always Dane end Cook. up with a Duty Dench. <laughs> Someone's got a Duty. Duty Mega Doodoo. <laughs> Dane Cook. Dog Do Burrito. <laughs> That's what my dad used to say. What's for dinner? Dog Do Burritos with flies on top. Ew. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> Welcome to Gag Me With a Chainsaw, a horror podcast about 80s slashers. I'm Corey. And I'm Sarah. And we love scary movies. Hi, Corey. Hey, Sarah. Hi, Ashley. Hey, yo. <laughs> Welcome back. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, are you glad to be here? No. Ashley. <laughs> Ashley, are you so thankful? Never. Are you hashtag blessed? I'm gonna start. <laughs> are you in the Christmas spirit? Actually, yeah. I know. <laughs> it's creeping up on me. I didn't know if it was too soon to watch um, Christmas Vacation. No. And I was, you know, very serious about it. I was like, should I watch this? It feels too early. So instead I watched Vegas Vacation. Sure. Because like, that's the summer route. Mm. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, Nick Papa Giorgio. Right? I don't know. Was him. that the fake name that he uses? I didn't actually watch the movie. You know I didn't. <laughs> Please don't come on our show and tell lies. <laughs> Doesn't Christmas Vacation have a swimsuit scene, though? It that's, does. That's, that's very summery. summery. Yeah. Because Clark has to get a huge boner in yeah. every movie, or it is not a vacation movie. <laughs> uh, anybody good movies lately? Good movies lately? Yeah, I got some good movies. I got some good new releases. Lay and Mommy. Uh, so... With our recording schedule, these are probably uh, maybe coming to streaming soon. Mm -hmm. uh, men loved it. Loved it? Loved it. Man, I've heard such mixed things. I'm I've looking heard, forward to watching it. I've but, also heard really mixed things. And then everyone saying, like, people walked out. I was like, yeah. Okay, maybe just random people going to see this movie. Because they realized they were fans. in the wrong theater, maybe. Yeah. I like, don't know. I didn't think it was that extreme. I thought it was really good. I thought the whole thing was tense. I liked it a lot. Uh, I liked the message. Is there only men in it? No. Our main character is a woman. False advertising. <laughs> I refuse to watch it then. No, it's really good. You guys should watch it. I also watched Black Phone. I like this one a lot. I didn't watch, purposely didn't watch anything. I might have seen like the teaser trailer. Yeah. Um, I don't really like to watch trailers because they give too much yeah. away. Mm -hmm. That's about all I've seen too. Mm -hmm. To the point where I didn't even realize it was Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. Um, for the black phone, mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't realize, but I thought it was it was a good one. I, I liked it. People keep saying it's really scary, and that means nothing to us. Yeah, I so, think it would be scary if you get scared. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm terrified. <laughs> um, I watched something in the dirt yesterday. Ooh. Um, the Chattanooga Film Fest. Jealous. I liked it. It was like kind of sci-fi, but I like sci-fi horror. Mm -hmm. And I loved Dune. So I guess that's where I'm at now in my life. Does it have time travel? No. Okay. I like time travel. But it has like a lot of talk about like time and like 
it does it talks a lot about like weird time conspiracies too which is like pretty fun mm-hmm. i liked it i thought it was good and then it mostly ended up I, I can say this it mostly ended up being about the relationship between the people in the movie which i wasn't expecting and almost was scarier mm. so i really liked it um when it is eventually i'm sure released for real um Definitely check that one out. You could just say confidently, it will come to streaming, like Corey has said about all the movies. Well, it was just at a film fest, so I don't know. If yeah, I, sometimes uh, it takes like two years. Yeah, or if it, like it'll get picked up at all or whatever. But those are, I feel like those guys are doing yeah. pretty well. So yeah. yeah. Uh, Ashley, what trash have you been watching? Because <laughs> um, Love Island, and that's terrifying. A yeah. bunch of strangers. They're just don't know what to do with themselves and sure. it just feels like a scary movie in itself a reality yeah <laughs> um and the requiem i don't know if I'm oh saying yeah it i right. saw that one you that's that where one? uh clarissa's house floats away clarissa yeah melissa joan hart isn't it melissa joan no hart? it's um alicia silver alicia silverstone yeah oh. yeah and the house does float sure, away house floats away is it a lifetime movie it has lifetime vibes but it does it is not a lifetime okay. movie. <laughs> yeah where was it ash um i think I think I watched it on Hulu. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, they're in those over-the-water, like, resort huts or whatever, like, in Bali, and a rogue wave knocks it off its stilts. And I was like, <gasps> oh, yeah. I'm always afraid of that happening. That's why we don't go. You know what? <laughs> yeah, that's like, the reason why I don't go. Not yeah. because I don't have the money to no, do that. No, no. <laughs> because you won't catch me that way. <laughs> yeah. I'm I also not- think that I would get up in the night and accidentally step in the into the part ocean of the floor where you can see through and see the fish and i think i would fall through <laughs> so it's got a great rating on imdb at 2.6 so that's a little high a little high <laughs> but yeah i just like that um somebody asked um is this based off a real story <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta watch it if you haven't i mean i wouldn't go that far <laughs> This is like the 40th anniversary of Jaws or something. The <laughs> 45th anniversary. Maybe watch Jaws instead. Yeah, just rewatch it. <laughs> it was the 40th anniversary of The Thing. That's what I was thinking about. I've seen a lot of The Thing stuff lately. Mm-hmm. Love that. Well, I have some other horrific things to talk about. Um, I've been baby footing. Baby oh, foot yeah. Goo goo gaga. Goo goo gaga. If you love body horror, come to my house. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah. Um, it's not, <laughs> you can barely see the end, the sides are all peeling, uh-huh. but it has been so disgusting. It's, it's more like a toddler foot. I wouldn't say your baby yet. <laughs> well, yeah, but there has been so much skin peeling off though that I am worried that at the end I will have a tiny three inch baby foot. Brave of you well, to do this in the over. summer. Yeah. That's when you show your feet. <laughs> I know. Uh, I've been um, in hiding. <laughs> yeah. Until sure. I, uh, nearly completed the process i feel like yeah it, but i feel like when i do it i have to wear socks mm-hmm. oh i have to wear socks it's to bed. too hot for that to be yeah. walking around shedding skin no i'm just vacuuming <laughs> and i have three dogs i mean you oh know, yeah they'll they'll clean it up you know what, they're like mom jerky we <laughs> love it you know what you could do for all the freaks out there is show those feet get well, us out of this hell by the time this comes out i will be toddling around on my brand new little baby feet (laughs) uh speaking of babies the word is like apparently out amongst like the kids that i know that ultia has like a lot of information about horror because i've begun to field more and more questions like randomly 
Um, I got a request to FaceTime with one of my nieces the other day to answer any and all questions about Annabelle. (laughs) (laughs) She had heard about it at school. Very concerned. (laughs) Um, And she had follow-up questions about the movie Getting Old Fast that she saw a poster for. (laughs) And... uh, which is old. Yeah. And I said, she said that she was at the movies with her dad. And she was like, what's that about? And he goes, that movie is getting old fast. <laughs> I just think it's funny that she is so concerned about Annabelle. But when I told her that it was a demon, like spoiler alert for Annabelle, it was like a demon controlling the doll. She was like, okay, that's fine. And also the doll does nothing. That's what I told her. The biggest disappointment I was in Annabelle. Biggest Annabelle. disappointment. <laughs> Me too. Like when she finally started moving, I was like, here we go. And then they were like, it's just a demon holding her. And I was like, hate that. <laughs> but I just think it's so funny because it's like when Eli Vasquez told us that he was scared of the leprechaun when he was a kid mm-hmm. and me being scared of Chucky. Mm-hmm. Like we're just like most concerned with things that are eye level, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, special episode today. Yeah. I wish I had some sleigh bells so I could bring them in. Ching, 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 ching. I was like, is that sleigh bells? <laughs> Lori's got maracas. She does. <laughs> Ashley, has, <laughs> Ashley has two coconuts. <laughs> and and she's making, making horse sounds. <laughs> it is Christmas in July. Woo! Uh, ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Do you think our listeners are going to appreciate this or do you think they are going to be like, are you kidding me? It's not even Halloween yet. I think that they will be grateful to think about winter in the middle of (laughs) the heat unless there's some other weird freak climate change storm that you're currently involved in, like some random eight inches of August snow in Dallas or something. That seems fine. Shout out to our listeners in Dallas that we don't have yet, but we'll get there. We might. We don't know. We I might guess have we one. might. <laughs> I hope we do. Well, somebody from our town would have to move there. And maybe. <laughs> that was already a listener. According to our demographics, we have people listening in Germany. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> Please contact us. If yeah. that's you, I no, I don't know. I kind of like to <laughs> imagine it's the mystery. It's Angela Merkel. <laughs> Stay till the end and we'll leave the address for Sarah's house. <laughs> Have you guys ever celebrated Christmas in July before? I haven't. I'm so surprised because you have a camp background. That's very camp activity. My camp was not about Christmas. We did not celebrate it in any way. Not even in July? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no I don't. July-ish? I like the idea of it, but just like a definitely a one day thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't have a whole shopping season <laughs> leading up to Christmas in July. <laughs> what would Black Friday be for Christmas in July? <laughs> I've had a Christmas in January. Yeah. You've had Christmas in January? Yeah. You're one of those people? Yeah. Everybody was gone. Yeah. And they're like, well, the tree's still up. And we're like, oh, (laughs) I guess I'll buy stuff. (laughs) That was my way of getting out of it. (laughs) My grandma used to leave her tree up all year. Yeah. She just liked it. And we would be like, you really take that down. It's crazy. And eventually I was like, she's old. Who the fuck cares? Like, leave it up. That's how I'm going to be when I'm old. Have you ever celebrated Christmas in July? Yeah, yes, at camp. At camp, apparently. <laughs> yeah, um, at church camp. That I guess all my stories out of here are like, ha ha, <laughs> traumatic, but like, ha ha ha, like that kind. Yeah. Um, this one, Christmas in July, 
Um, and they really went all out, like fake snow on the porches of the um, cabins and everything. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, except for it was yet another opportunity for me to fail at like camp activities because my parents didn't send me with any money. Mm-hmm. And you were supposed to, you had like Secret Santa. Oh, you have told this story. <laughs> have I told it? Yeah. On the podcast? Yes. Or I wasn't sure if I told it on the podcast <laughs> or just to you guys. I think you did. Well, I'm going to tell it again. Yeah. Um, you had, we had Secret Santa and I was like, fuck, now I got to buy something for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'm barely paying for my Reese's cups and <laughs> Dr. Pepper's every other day as it is. Like, I mean, I don't even think I had money for that. Definitely wasn't going to bring home like a cross necklace on a knotted leather band. <laughs> like that wasn't going to happen. So I was like kind of stressing about it. And then we were at the pool and I found a scrunchie on the floor of the pool. And I was like, sweet, free scrunchie. (laughs) And I like took it out, rinsed it off. And I was like, now I have a scrunchie. And then I was like, well, Merry Christmas to this girl in my cabin who's my secret Santa. And I just left her this used scrunchie (laughs) on her pillow. You rinsed it off. I rinsed it off. And it was in the pool. So like. No biohose. I feel like this is not a real camp. It has a pool, not yeah. a lake. There was a lake, too. Oh. But there was a pool. And everybody said, Sarah's your secret Santa. Because we f- we saw her find that scrunchie at the pool. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not. Because I was like, oh, I thought where I was, was a slick kid. Where was this camp? It was a church camp. Yeah, um, Sarah. I don't remember where it was. I want to say Hume Lake. Oh. But I can't remember if that was that church but i think it was there was no lake at hume lake it was just a pool <laughs> they had a lake they had one of those it blob pretty things. bad there and i was always afraid of jumping on it but i wanted to it looks fun yeah i was like i'm gonna land on that thing and launch some poor kid to the moon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're gonna celebrate christmas in july with a christmas movie yeah because there are a lot of christmas movies so many christmas slashers like more than you would think. More than you like, would more think. more than the Halloween slashers, for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whoa. I don't think we could even get... We would be doing Christmas slashers still in, like, 10 years. Yeah. So, so we have to bring one around in July. Yeah. Nice little break. Think about cookies. <laughs> think about um, nogs, yeah. I guess. Assorted nogs. Assorted nogs. Oh, I've only known of the one. <laughs> well, what's the sorted? There's more. Okay. You just have to There's, go looking for uh, Coquito? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. There's Well, the other one doesn't have egg in it, though, but it's similar to eggnog. Sure. Grumpompe. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, I need that, that one. Shit, dude. <laughs> I was allowed to taste it when I was a kid. Yikes. I made hot buttered rum one time. Oh, yeah. That's which, almost a nog. Yeah, and like... <laughs> Now we're just saying hot drinks. In theory, you're like, that sounds so good. And you're drinking it and you're like, my lip is so greasy. Oh, huh. I like it. It's just got butter on top. Make a vegan version. It's pretty good. Hmm. Coconut butter. Mmm. So a little taste of the tropics. <laughs> yeah. Meli Kalikimaka. <laughs> That's what we're all about today. Yeah. I don't want to talk about nog anymore if you don't have any, Sarah. <laughs> I can maybe whip you up some. I, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I've got oat milk and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I am, like, a little excited for Christmas already. And I'm like, why do I have this Christmas feeling this early? And, like, I'm looking forward to fall, too. But, I mean, I've only been in the pool, like, two times at this point. (laughs) Yeah, that's low count for you. I know. And I am already thinking about Christmas. It's because TikTok is serving me up, like, Christmas inspiration already. People are like, it's coming. And I was like, oh, God. But then I was like, 
does look really nice. <laughs> and then I'm just scrolling through more, looking at tinsel, getting excited about it. Mm. I love Christmas, though. Um, I think that people who were born in, in the fall maybe like have... I don't know. When you say people, you're weeds. talking about yourself right now. I'm in the weeds right now. It's because I, was t- I always tell Jason, like, we can cut this. I still think I'm sounding stupid. But I always tell Jason, like, I don't necessarily believe in, like, astrology. But I do see how, like, the time of year that you were born could maybe influence parts of your personality. Because when you start to become aware, like, what are the things that you're aware of? Right? And so, like, people that are Libras are supposed to be, like, very into, like really beautiful things and like lots of just fancy things everywhere. And I'm like, I think it's because you finally start to become sentient and it's fucking Christmas time. (laughs) And you're like, the first things that you open your eyes and see are like lights and presents. Like I'm affected. (laughs) That's why Corey's such a bull, that Taurus. Taurus. Taurus? (laughs) (laughs) Taurus. Yep. I was born in a bull field. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> they put it up on the screen at the fair and they were like hurry over everybody here she comes <laughs> so our Christmas movie today mm-hmm. is from 1989 just made it many yeah many titles on this one mm-hmm. uh, 3615 Code Pair Noel Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Deadly Games, A.K.A. Dial Code Santa Claus, which is the name that we know it by, A.K.A. Hide and Freak, A.K.A. Game Over Man. <laughs> What's your favorite? I like Hide and Freak. I like Dial Code Santa Claus. I like Dial Code Santa Claus because that's what we know. But I like Game you, Over. When you hear about Hide and Freak, you're like, "What's that mean?" <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, that one buries the lead, hide and freak. Yeah. Pair Noel, you would have to know that that meant Father Christmas, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's mostly known by Deadly Games or Dial Code Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. So it was directed and written by Rene Manzor. He directed some other European movies and TV shows with a few U.S. shows mixed in. He directed one episode of a little show called The Red Shoe Diaries. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that was very... Oh, la, la. <laughs> uh, it stars Alain Lalaine as Thomas, our Rambo, Richie Rich child protagonist. And he only acted in one more project, but he still works in film doing visual effects. He's worked on movies like Dark Knight, Splice... Avatar, Black Widow, Suicide Squad, and the new Batman. Oh. But he was on both those Batmans, the Nolan Batman and the new one. And he's the director's son. Yes. <laughs> so he didn't give up after this. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. He was like, you know what? I'm going to overcome this nepotism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I don't want to be in front of the camera. Not for me. <laughs> he, uh, I think he was like an effects supervisor on like the last few ones, the Batman and Suicide Squad. Oh, I thought you were going to say of this movie. I was like, no. when he was 10? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Those French prodigies. It's all the wine they drink. Yeah. Their brains aren't all clogged up with dairy. <laughs> we have Louis Ducrot as Grandpa and Patrick Florsheim as Santa, who really does a lot of work with very little dialogue. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. All right. Everybody else, I was like, who cares? 
<laughs> Honestly, most of these, all of these, I'm just like, I'm only telling you this because we got to have something here. <laughs> <laughs> we saw this movie together in quarantine on Joe Bob's 2020 Christmas special. Yeah, we did. And we were pretty tickled. <laughs> I blacked out, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley forgot that this was not in English. <laughs> yeah, I, I turned it on, I loaded it up, and I was like, whoa, everybody's not speaking English. There's subtitles. I must have not watched this at all. I had to text Sarah immediately, like, and Corey, like, did I watch this? And you were like, well, just wait. <laughs> yeah. We've definitely never stopped talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> it does get referenced among Christmas time. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. So when we decided to do Christmas in July, there was really only one choice. <laughs> yeah. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. All right. So the movie begins with a quote from Bruno Bettelheim. Who's that? I looked it up and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody important. Um, just BB. I think he's a writer or a philosopher. Okay. All children believe in magic and cease to do so only when they grow up, except those that have been too disappointed by reality to s expect any reward from it. This is Linus's exact speech <laughs> from A Peanuts Christmas. No. <laughs> Sorry, Corey. I didn't mean to bring your favorite Christian into this. That's my second favorite Christian. Oh, right. Her first favorite is Jesus Christ. No. Oh. No. What? <laughs> Hell the priest from Les Miserables is my first favorite Christian. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Can't top him. <laughs> Sorry, Linus. Sorry, Linus. Sorry, Jesus. You're, you're on the list, but. Yep. <laughs> when he said Christian, it was a little Slater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so over a blue background that shows a miniature Eiffel Tower inside of a snow globe, we get the original French title. 36.75 Code Père Noël. Whoops. I called it 3615 up at the top. That's what I thought it was. Oh. I copied and pasted that. It has so many titles. You can say whatever you Shit. want. Yeah. Oh, well. The camera pulls back, and then a garbage truck runs over it and smashes into a snowy street. Bad omen. The French love their symbolism. <laughs> Thomas de Fremont. Wow. I don't know if that's right. Yes. <laughs> Our 10-year-old mulleted protagonist, who is obsessed with action movies like Rambo, lives in a secluded and high-tech castle. He has every toy and gadget a boy could want. Guillotine. <laughs> Automatically guillotine. <laughs> he makes Ricky from Silver Spoons look like DJ Connor. <laughs> yeah, I know this movie gets compared to Home Alone, but also Richie Rich. Oh. I felt a more Richie Rich vibe than Home Alone, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Silver Spoons had that train that ran through his house. Hmm. Ooh, I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't know we're not rich. So. <laughs> you had to be rich to watch that show. Yeah, that's watch it. Silver Spoons. Yeah, that's it. Uh, we see an action montage of Thomas working out, getting very sweaty, glistening, one could say. All right, you can say that, Corey. <laughs> And putting on all his tactical gear before going out to hunt his dog, JR. Uh, he puts a headband on and like grease paint camo stripes across his face. Very weird introduction to this kid. I was so upset by that scene that once it was done, I was like, I never want to see a child work out ever again. <laughs> it's like imagine if Home Alone opened with the close-up shots of Macaulay Culkin's glistening chicken chest. Yeah. While I Have the Tiger played behind it. The first time we w we watched this on when we did watch it on Joe Bob, well, it wasn't the first time that Corey had seen it, but we watched it together a couple years ago. 
Jason came into the room while the camera was lingering on this kid's sweaty arms and shoulders <laughs> and said, what are you guys watching? And I was like, it's French, man. Like yeah. every weird thing I can talk up to them being French. Hell, that's always when someone walks in. I the know. The weirdest part of the movie. And the song that's playing really does sound like an alternate uh-huh. universe, I the Tiger. Like you keep yeah. waiting for it to like start up. And then when it does, you're like, what? Yeah, totally. It's a vanilla ice versus queen level. <laughs> uh, it sounds like we got the music from Rocky at home. <laughs> yes. So after some serious pretend shooting, Thomas presses some buttons on his fancy armband beep, beep, boop. <laughs> and the floor below JR opens up and the dog falls into a net. This was rude. I screamed. Like he could have got hurt. <laughs> we rewound it and my husband's like, what the fuck? Why'd they do that? I'm so upset. Thomas then throws a plastic grenade, but it is intercepted by his mother, Julie, who asks him to free the dog, go get his grandpa and come to breakfast. Um, I know this will come as a huge shock to everyone, but it's croissants. Croissant. <laughs> Thomas handcuffs his half-blind, diabetic grandfather, who goes along with the game and pretends to be his prisoner. At breakfast, businesswoman Julie asks her father if she should buy some more toy stock, but he thinks she already owns enough stores. Thomas disagrees. He thinks his mom should buy another store so he can get even more toys. Who knows? He might even be able to sell them to Santa Claus. No naughty list. No nice list. Vendor list. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Santa Claus, Thomas has written a letter to Santa, which he asks his mom to mail for him as she leaves for work with the co-worker she is secretly dating. Ooh la la. (laughs) When Julie gets to work, she calls a meeting to go over her plan for tonight. It's Christmas Eve, and they need to hire more people. Mm -hmm. Maureen O'Hara would never be in the weeds like this. Julie wants fairies on roller skates, clowns, fire eaters, and Santas on every quarter. What the fuck, Julie? You should have told everyone your weird French Christmas (laughs) plan months ago. If it was traditional French Christmas, they should have had the fairies on roller skates like queued up right <laughs> seems traditional to me and this really is unreasonable all these people were probably trying to go home early tonight. yeah <laughs> she's like i got a better plan yeah <laughs> because at breakfast uh thomas expresses some doubt about santa mm-hmm. so she's like no everybody's working late tonight mandatory overtime <laughs> start screening fire eaters <laughs> he says pilou his friend says that there is no Santa, and his mom says the most clever thing to that. (laughs) She says, for Pilou, there's not, because he's bad. So Santa doesn't come to his house. His parents do give him presents. It's like, he says parents bring them. She was like, yeah, for Pilou, because Santa's like, fuck Pilou. It doesn't (laughs) go there. Naughty, naughty. And I thought, oh, my God, that is so smart. Yeah, and Thomas is like, yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. He's (laughs) like, Pilou, he's bad. Yeah. So back at home, Thomas and Pilou attempt to send Santa a message on his Minitel computer. I did a deep dive. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love some early tech. So the Minitel, invented in France, was an online service accessible through telephone lines and was the world's most successful online service prior to the World Wide Web. It was introduced commercially throughout France in 1982 Users could make online purchases, train reservations, check stock prices. Got to do that. Yeah. Search the telephone directory, write messages, and, of course, chat. France Telecom retired the service in 2012. Oh, wow. Yeah, that stuck yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, the Minitel network gave users access to a directory of phone and addresses as well as like message boards and shopping, like mm-hmm. you said. And you use dial codes like to access a server, which is where we get dial code Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. You then dial a word or code for what you want to look for it, like flowers maybe or Santa Claus. <laughs> Corey would be dial coding Drew Barrymore on that thing. <laughs> Ooh, I can imagine. I would just get fun facts. <laughs> No gifts. No, no JPEGs. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas thinks he's contacted the real Santa, but Pilou warns him that he might just be on a kinky message board for weirdos. Pilou is way ahead of his time on catfishing. Oh, yeah. And I felt really, like, torn about how I felt like Pilou. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was like, oh... Did I not have a childhood? <laughs> you're like, you're the one that like he was fake. Yeah, telling I, all your friends you, yeah. about Santa. Well, it was it felt like a secret that I knew. Like when I would hear that, like my friends, like first, second, and third grade, believing in Santa, I was like, I know that he's not. And <laughs> then I saw sense. my parents oh. when I was and common sense. <laughs> but I saw my parents when I was like five. I walked out and they were like um, putting all the presents together, and then they both like froze when I came out. And they're like, go back to bed. And then the next day, all the presents were there. And I was just like, but I don't think we ever talked about it. After that, I was like, oh, (laughs) duh. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Because my sisters were definitely Um, naughty. And we're not getting anything Santa doesn't come for Ashley. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Because she's bad. (laughs) So her parents bring her presents. But Santa is coming to your house. Okay, okay. Thank you. I did only ruin it once for a childhood friend. We were in third grade and she mentioned Santa because she was going to be like in South Dakota. She's like, well, how is he going to find my house? I was like, he won't because there's no Santa. And she was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Like our friendship didn't hold on much longer after that. But like her mom had to do the whole thing. We're like, yeah, it is. Like, but she wasn't as clever as um, Tommy's mom. So. So you just were too real. Yeah. <laughs> I liked knowing it, though. Like, it felt like a little secret that sure. I Sure. Such yeah. a Pilu. Yeah. <laughs> That's so Pilu. That's you. Mm-hmm. Babu is dead. Long <laughs> live Pilu. Goo goo gaga. But Pilu is talking about catfishing now, mm-hmm. right? He's ahead of his time. He's like, hey, everybody. We all should have listened, by the way. He's right to have concerns. Mm-hmm. The so-called real Santa they're talking to is very aggressive. <laughs> and claiming to be someone so famous is definitely catfish behavior. <laughs> um, like, for example, claiming to be the kid from Jurassic Park. <laughs> or all of Screeching Weasel. <laughs> yeah, that's safer bet. If you're saying you're the big man, Santa Claus? Santa Claus? <laughs> Come on. At least say you're Screeching Weasel. That's way more believable. <laughs> We then see that Thomas is actually communicating with a man who is using a public Minitel terminal that looks like an ATM. Classic mix-up. <laughs> <laughs> and we've all been there. Classic ATM Santa hotline mix-up. Yeah. The first time I watched this, I did not know what a Minitel was. And I, I was like, he's using an ATM? I know. <laughs> when we watched it together, we were like, that's what we said, too. This thing looks like a fucking ATM just in the middle of the street. But now you can just walk up there and go on kinky message boards in public. That's France, baby. It was very in the public, too. Yeah, it was. Like- <laughs> the mentally ill man claims to be Santa and attempts to get Thomas to divulge his address so that they can play. Um, also... 
online behavior, <laughs> right? Santa does not play. He drops your presents off and gets the Fake fuck Santas out of there. Fake Santas that yeah. want to yeah. come, that want your address on the internet. Yeah. Ashley, has nobody told you this? <laughs> I gotta stop letting people into my house. <laughs> <laughs> Before their connection is severed, the man learns that Thomas's mother manages a nearby print. What is it called? Print tabs? Printon? Sure. I don't know. Whenever I try to do French words, I just like leave off some letters. I'm like, printem. That's it. Your New just Orleans leave, accent just comes leave in. A, leave <laughs> off like the last two or three letters. Sure. Sure. Um, if you know, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Um, got shocks. Yeah, pretty much got shocks. Mm-hmm. Aww. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. <laughs> Thomas may still be a child who mostly believes in Santa Claus, hedging his bets. <laughs> exactly what I was doing at 10. I was like, I don't think this shit's real. What I was doing at 18, I believe in Santa. Santa brings me presents. That's the thing. I was so afraid that if I said to my mom, come on, that they would be like, all right, no more presents. And I'd be like, ow. Uh, Last year, Corey couldn't tell if she was naughty last year when she didn't get gifts or she was being sustainable. (laughs) Santa brings Corey an orange and a sock. Yeah. Figure it out. I always got an orange and nuts in the bottom of my stocking. Oh, Little I, House on the Prairie. I miss it because, I don't know, the oranges were better back in the day. We'll it's, orange. it's hard to find a good orange. If you could That's give me a true. good orange for Christmas, I would love that present. Sometimes I see oranges on the internet and I'm like, That's not real. That's too juicy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thomas is not smart enough to figure out Santa, but he's sort of a prodigy when it comes to machines and electronics. While Thomas sets up a security system to record and possibly capture Santa. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Why not? The man from the Minitel message board gets a job playing Santa at the Printemps Christmas. Uh, Joyo Joyo Noel. How do you say that one? I don't know. I should have looked all this up. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry to the French people. (laughs) They really love their language, too. Oh, We're, like, extra offensive right now. I've heard that if you try and practice french there that they're like no just speak english English. yeah don't talk to me Mm -hmm. no i I think they like when you try at least when you say like hello like it's rude if you go into the store and you don't say hello oh bonjour yeah you got it yeah i was rolling away (laughs) come back (laughs) said i'm going to france (laughs) (laughs) he has the job at the last minute christmas extravaganza (laughs) Yeah, he's really committed to this bid. He sure is. <laughs> he had an idea and he was like, I'm going for it right now. <laughs> and Julie pulled it off. She's got jugglers, fire breathers, acrobats, Jeff and his magic umbrella. What's Christmas without Jeff and his magic umbrella? My favorite Christmas story for sure. <laughs> we all know it. We all love it. I don't even have to go into it. So familiar. I like magic now. <laughs> Uh, Father Catfish is doing all right at the new seasonal job until he slaps a little girl for pulling off his beard and saying he's not the real Santa. Julie witnesses it all, and she immediately fires the man she hired to work with children without doing a single background check. (laughs) This is cancel culture. (laughs) Can't a random man come off the street and let kids sit in his lap in public anymore? (laughs) 
Before leaving, the man steals a Santa suit and hitches a ride to Julie's home in the back of a van that is delivering Thomas's entire wish list. It's like three pallets of toys. <laughs> yeah. His mom's like, he's starting to doubt it. Give him everything he wants plus <laughs> 27 more things. <laughs> Stat. He seemed a little too naughty to get all that stuff, to be honest. That's kind of what I was thinking at yeah. first. But as the movie progressed, I was like, I came around. Yeah. yeah he's not a brat. Give him everything. Surprisingly. Mm-hmm. He's... He's, like, still sweet, and that's what the mom says. She's like, he may be a prodigy, but he's very sweet. Yeah. Uh, Back at fucking Hogwarts, (laughs) Thomas and Grandpa finish up a and d type game, and it is all very sweet. Their relationship is really adorable. I know. I was like, Sarah, I know you hate old people, but you can't hate this grandpa. I don't. (laughs) I I thought about Sarah, too. I was like, if she hates his grandpa, like, <laughs> I, don't, too much. I don't think Corey will ever talk to her again. <laughs> you know, we were talking about this yesterday, Ash. It's because Grandpa Joe and yeah. his lazy ass <laughs> soured me on old people. Like, the second you get a fucking free trip to a candy store, you're up and out of bed. They were just so excited they weren't going to have to eat shirt soup anymore. Charlie Pickett's <laughs> Thomas is having doubts about whether Santa Claus is real. Um, it is shaking his foundation of reality. <laughs> they never even found Santa's skeleton, he says, which I was like, what? Yeah. What's he talking about? If Santa isn't real, was Napoleon? <laughs> Were the cavemen? <laughs> Who brought the cavemen their Christmas presents? Yeah, he's like, I don't know what to believe. Yeah. <laughs> and we know for a fact that the cavemen had Christmas because we hear Fred and Barney go, Ho, 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 I'm ho, ho, hungry. <laughs> Grandpa does a good job reassuring him, but Thomas wants proof, and his cameras are set up and ready to roll, along with a bulky portable control station that he has strapped to a wristband. Mm-hmm. Late working mom Julie calls home to check in. She warns Thomas that he should definitely not stay up late to see Santa because he might get mad and turn into an ogre. <laughs> I don't think this was the right move. Like, if you're trying to get your kid to still believe in Santa and then you add in this extra element, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no. Come on, Mom. Also, is this a French thing? I don't know. I've never heard that before. I've Me never neither. heard it before either. But hmm. is it like uh, all those weird German Christmas traditions? I feel like there's a, it like there's a separate Jeff bad, and his magic umbrella Santa. I don't think this Santa would turn into an ogre. I don't think he would ever. Well, we'll see. I think mom was doing her best. <laughs> You're right. Thomas says he'll go to bed, but he stays posted under the kitchen table. And we really need to talk about how he gets to the dining room from his bedroom. <laughs> this little MFer opens up a freaking Narnia wardrobe in his room. Pushes aside all his berets and black and white striped shirts <laughs> and goes through a secret passage in the back. Then he pops out another Narnia portal through a refrigerator door, cuts through an interior laundry room, and comes out into the rest of the house. My mind was fucking blown. <laughs> so many secret passageways in this house. Yeah. Like, it's so huge. Like, at some points, he even seems lost. He's like, I don't know. And Where am I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his mom doesn't know about half the house. Yeah. <laughs> So, when the delivery van arrives at the Fremont Castle, Bad Santa wastes no time and kills the driver, the groundskeeper, and the chef. He pops her out the back like, Merry Christmas! (laughs) 
He finds a can of spray on snow and completes his Santa look by spraying his hair and beard white. This guy is huffing paint too. <laughs> That's what I thought. And at least he's just huffing it though. Because when I was a kid, I used to eat the flocking off my grandma's Christmas tree <laughs> like a little freak. And it's a wonder that I can spell my own name. But sometimes I do wonder how much smarter I would be if I didn't enjoy this seasonal treat of tree flocking so much. <laughs> you would have been too powerful. I know. Like mm-hmm. mega mind. Mm-hmm. So Thomas is now napping under the table, but a noise awakens him. <gasps> Could it be? Yes, it is. Thomas unmistakably sees Santa's feet coming out of the chimney. He's full of childlike wonder and amazement <gasps> until JR enters the room and attacks the intruder. He's under the table going, no, no, like trying to get yeah. JR. He's like, be cool, dog. Yeah. The killer grabs a cake knife and stabs JR to death while Thomas witnesses the gory scene from underneath the table. No, JR. Yeah, I know. This is really awful. The struggle before the stabbing was too rough, too. <laughs> Santa was kicking him, and I was like, that's a dog. Um, one animal was probably bruised in the making of this movie, and we definitely got our feelings hurt. And I will never forgive Sarah and Corey for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> even though you already saw it. And yeah. I, even though apparently I saw it blacked out, blacked out again. <laughs> that knife was dull. It was a cake cutter. I know. Like, I was Poor like, JR. Oh. Poor JR this whole movie. First he like getting yeah. caught in traps. Yeah. Getting ninja stars thrown at him. Yeah. They were just Velcro though. But yeah. <laughs> They're a little sharp. Yeah. I know. He could have been hurt. <laughs> Any last words for JR? Um wolf yeah poor jr (laughs) so thomas makes a run for it he tries using the phone but santa is one step ahead of him and cuts the line thomas wakes grandpa up and they make their way to the garage through the narnia wardrobe they get it to julie's old car but it won't start Uh, we saw thomas and grandpa working on it earlier and i can't imagine why mechanic work done by a 10 year old (laughs) and his mostly blind grandpa would be faulty Uh, prodigy (laughs) santa approaches the vehicle and starts fucking it up First, he goes at it, bonks his forehead. <laughs> that, that, bon- that forehead bonk is scary. Yeah. And then he finds a sledgehammer because, of course, there's one nearby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thomas and Grandpa narrowly escape through the Narnia refrigerator, and they hide out an enormous secret passageway full of old toys. My father's toys and his father's toys and all of their ancestors. It's a very strange space, vast and dreamlike. The hidden room was a secret between Thomas and his late father, who he clearly misses. Thomas says nobody knows about this place, not even his mom, which is like, what? She just thinks the interior of her house is hollow? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Uh, Using his fancy video wristband, Thomas is able to see Santa's location on video, so he decides to head to his mom's office, which has a private phone line. He leaves Grandpa with a walkie-talkie so that they can continue to communicate. He suits up for battle now. Hmm. Gets back into his Rambo cosplay. Dress for the job you want. <laughs> I just felt bad that he left Grandpa in there with them dusty-ass toys. And it was so sad because Grandpa was like, I'll go. I should go. And he was like, you can't. I have to do it. I'm 10. I'm faster. Yeah. I can see. Yeah. Sweatier. Grandpa is very blind. Like, yeah. He just sees blurry. Like, Where are this motherfucker's glasses? Yeah, he wears them for like five seconds of the movie. Maybe he's vain. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, these good looks? Cover them up with glasses? After noticing one of the cameras, the killer smashes it up with a guitar. It's rock and roll. Hell yeah. 
(laughs) (laughs) He spots Thomas and runs after him. But Thomas presses a button on his arm gadget and temporarily traps the killer the same way he caught JR earlier. He nets him good. (laughs) Getting out of a net is like the most awkward and hardest fucking thing (laughs) in the world, right? You cannot stand up. Yeah. Thomas makes his way through his labyrinth of a house, but Santa is already upstairs when he gets there. Thomas has nowhere to go but out the window. He carefully balances against the roof in the freezing snow and cries for his mummy, who is now worried that no one is answering the phone and she is on her way home. She's like, you guys all clock out the fire eaters. I got to (laughs) go. After checking in with Grandpa over the walkie-talkie, Thomas makes his way back inside and uses his computer to send an emergency message to print at his friend Pilu's house and his mom's office. But Pilu is the only one who notices. And he's probably like, I'm literally a freaking child. What am I supposed to do? (laughs) Meanwhile, Santa finds a way into the secret passage and goes after Grandpa. Luckily, Thomas gets there just in time to knock Santa aside and pull Grandpa to safety through the Narnia wardrobe. But he also breaks his armband in the process. Thomas and Grandpa run through the house with bad Santa and his cake knife a few steps behind them. While in hot pursuit, old St. Dick hears Grandpa talking to Thomas in the home gym. He creeps in and tracks him down to the sauna, of course, that they have. (laughs) Where Grandpa is telling Thomas to go on without him. He says, this is the end of the line for me. Santa bursts into the sauna and it's just a walkie-talkie. Classic trap. Got him. (laughs) Thomas explodes out of a rolled up carpet outside the sauna door. They lock him up and turn up the heat. Thomas turns the temperature all the way to the red danger zone. (laughs) And that really begs the question for me of why do they make the sauna go that hot if you shouldn't turn it up all the way? They always have these settings on like saunas or like tanning beds or like don't exceed this, but we're going to put it on there anyway. (laughs) Why does my car go 120 miles an hour if I'm never supposed to do it? Exactly. It's that's entrapment. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the hot tub and Halloween too, like the medical Mm -hmm. hot tub. Yeah. Why Why does it go to boiling (laughs) for situations like this? (laughs) Thomas makes his way back downstairs to collect Grandpa and finally escape. But he realizes that with his armband broken, they cannot leave the fortified mansion. A concerned Julie phones the police from her car phone. Of course, she has a car phone. I know, in 89. (laughs) To ask them to send an officer to her house. Suddenly, she swerves off the road to avoid an oncoming car. Meanwhile, Thomas hides Grandpa and disables the security system so that he and Grandpa can leave. But before they can escape, Santa frees himself from the sauna room, catches Thomas, and stabs him. Just then, Palu arrives on his bike to see what the heck is going on. <laughs> <laughs> he takes one look at Santa with his bloody knife and then gets the hell out of there. <laughs> the killer pursues Pilu, but the young boy is able to escape, and Santa almost gets run over by a car. He was on that fucking sweet BMX bike <laughs> yeah. with the checkerboard pattern but it was a neon green and white he ain't never gonna catch him i thought he was gonna get caught though mm-hmm. <laughs> not gonna catch pilu yeah. not pilu while grandpa hides in the suit of armor thomas <laughs> talks to the intruder over the intercom because of course they have a suit of armor and an intercom yep. in the yep. house how did he get in there 
I, yeah, dude. Very I, carefully. Very carefully, yeah. for sure. It was just his size, too. <laughs> so cute. Maybe it was his. Maybe he uh, fought in the, some French wars. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He's 200 years old. He's like, this is my suit of armor from when I used to ride with Joan of Arc. <laughs> Thomas tells Santa, this is my home and you'll be sorry you ever came. He's like, I know you're Santa, but you're yeah. a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> he still believes. Yeah. <laughs> Then we hear a weird Bonnie Tyler song about becoming a man on Christmas <laughs> as Thomas tapes up his injured leg and buries his dog, Aww. JR. This part is so sad. Uh, Full of ennui. <laughs> and what does happy birthday Christmas mean in this song? She's like, happy birthday Christmas. I'm going to start demanding people say happy birthday Christmas instead of happy holidays. <laughs> So Thomas then proceeds to set up booby traps all over the house. And this is where the movie gets compared to Home Alone, Mm -hmm. which it precedes Home Alone. But unlike Home Alone, there's not a lot of payoff with these traps. He's like setting up sharp pencils and then we never get much uh, payoff for that. He didn't have a Michael Jordan cutout. Mm -mm. (laughs) No. That's the one thing he didn't have. You need that. (laughs) Santa was going to survive all these traps. (laughs) He tags Santa with a tracking device and is able to stay one step ahead for a bit. He shoots Santa in the neck with darts and sets him on fire in a pool of gasoline. (laughs) (laughs) He packs a grenade with gunpowder and marbles and rigs it to go off on a wind-up train, but it doesn't detonate and Santa sends it on back without realizing it was a bomb. The train chugga-chuggas toward Grandpa's hiding spot in the suit of armor. (laughs) Thomas leaps for the train. Santa leaps for Thomas. The train hits the base of the suit of armor and the fuse is lit but it fizzles out. Close one. Pew. Thomas escapes again, and Santa is so hurt that Thomas would try to blow him up. He's, like, shocked. Happy birthday, Christmas, indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A police officer arrives at the castle, fucking blasting Midnight Special by Credence. <laughs> Thomas is so relieved. He was like, we're gonna make it. <laughs> he goes to tell Grandpa the good news, but Grandpa... Always the drama queen <laughs> is in diabetic shock inside the suit of armor and he needs his insulin. Just give him some distilled water. That's what they said in the beginning. Of yeah. The yeah. He's like, that's all I need. Yeah. yeah. Get him some juice. Drink the juice, grandpa. <laughs> Thomas searches for grandpa's medication, but he is once again caught by bad Santa who has ditched his tracking device. As it turns out, he just wanted to play. He says, Santa says, I win, you lose. Now I'll go hide myself and you'll be it, okay? He tells Thomas to count to 20 and heads to his hiding spot. Thomas limps outside to look for medication at the home of the long dead caretakers. After finding the insulin and the dead body of the cop, he gets into the cop car. Thomas starts driving away and he's radi- he radios the station to ask for an ambulance. Wouldn't you know it? The police car was Killer Santa's hiding spot. I mean, he wins. <laughs> <laughs> he pops out of the back seat and says, "You're cheating," which startles Thomas and causes him to crash into a tree. They both exit the vehicle with poor Thomas limping and barefoot in the snow, and Santa giving chase. Thomas is able to escape after shooting the man with the police officer's gun. Shooting Santa. That is very naughty. It really depends on which state you live in. (laughs) Returning all his presents. (laughs) He runs back inside the castle, slams poor Gramps on the ground. 
on the <laughs> ground in that suit of armor, pries him open like a can of tuna fish, and gives him his insulin shot in the nick of time. In the Saint Nick of time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but guess who followed him in there? It's the Easter Bunny. Oh. This time. <laughs> That's a plot twist. <laughs> Late in the game for one. Yeah. Uh, no. It is Killer Santa who is not dead. It's up to half-blind Grandpa to save Thomas now. Grandpa grabs the officer's gun from the floor where his grandson dropped it, yells at Thomas to duck, and desperately pulls the trigger. Moments later, Julie and her boyfriend arrive and find a stunned Thomas standing over the killer's dead body. While his mother's words about Santa turning into an ogre if you make him mad echo in his head. Thomas is stammering, It's my fault, Mom. I wanted to see Santa Claus. It's so sad that Thomas spends the entire movie believing this is the real Santa and he's being punished. He's not engaged in silver teeth activities like Pilu. He doesn't deserve this. Mm. Well, if there was a part two to this movie, it would just be Thomas and therapy. Absolutely. He has yeah. clearly already got PTSD at the end. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That was it. That was it. So well, should we call Santa? <laughs> Yeah, you want to log on and start going to some chat rooms? Yeah. Ask if anybody wants to come over and play Santa. Pilu on the other end. Don't do it. Yeah, Pilu is now a internet vigilante <laughs> who is like, shows up just to tell you not to meet strangers on the internet. Yeah, that's a lesson we can take away from this. I mean, if I never met strangers on the internet, I would not have gotten married. You probably, like, sent a pic first. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, looks a lot like that crazy Santa. <laughs> <laughs> that guy kind of looks like uh, Galifianakis, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like French Galifianakis. Uh -huh. Well, uh, Rene Manzor wrote this movie as an homage to the Stallone Schwarzenegger type action blockbusters in the 80s. And the references don't end with those two. Like, our protagonist spends the movie barefoot and imperiled like John McClane as well. It is interesting to see this sort of pseudo-nostalgia for a decade that hadn't even ended yet. <laughs> but, like, it definitely plays better now. Yeah. Uh, the movie was released for only one week in Parisian theaters to make it eligible to be shown on TV. And it was impossible to see except for bootlegs until a French DVD release in 2017. And this should probably bring us to the home alone of it all uh when manzor saw home alone he was outraged <laughs> threatened legal action against home alone which came out two years after shooting on this movie was finished dial code santa claus was shown at con in may 1989 and manzor was approached by an american producer about a remake for the u.s it never happened but home alone had a holiday release the following year and went on to become the highest grossing comedy at that time and it was a fucking juggernaut. Like, mm -hmm. I remember it was almost Easter and you could still go see it at the movies. <laughs> yeah. Pilo, Pilu would have seen this coming. <laughs> Pilu would have worked in Home Alone as well. Yeah. <laughs> the legal action never got very far, but I have to say, I think he might be right. Like, I don't know. Allegedly. Uh, <laughs> there could have been inspiration there, but I think it's different enough. I don't know. Don't you? Like... The core of the movie about this one is, like, this fake Santa Claus. Yeah, I mean, it's about this kid defending his home, though, at Christmas time with, like, things around the house. There's no grandpa, though, in Home Alone. 
Well, they left him. There is, but he got on the plane to oh. France, uh-huh. by the way. Oh. <laughs> Pieces are coming together now. Yeah. Exhibit A, they go to France. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. I When the first time I watched it, I was like, hmm. And then I listened to Unspooled, and they were talking about it, too, and about um, about the legal action and everything. And I was like, I kind of feel like, I don't know. I kind of feel like that he may have been right, allegedly. I don't know. I, I don't know. It doesn't feel close enough. What's that thing called where two people think of something at the same time? Do you remember? It's like inspiration um, coincidence or <laughs> thoughts. I don't know. It's like in the air, in the zeitgeist or yeah, whatever. I know what you mean, but. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's pretty. I think it's pretty close. Who do you think would win in a fist fight? Kevin McAllister or Thomas? Thomas. Thomas. He's working out every yeah. day. That's true. <laughs> That's why he was able to be so agile. That is true. And Kevin McAllister is a spoiled fucking brat 10 times over compared to Thomas. <laughs> uh, Kevin is more like his traps worked out a lot better. Yeah. So yeah. it's not that he's smarter because he didn't, he didn't have like the tech savvy. Mm-hmm. Well, he did know. rig up that thing with the keep the change, you filthy animal. That's true. And he had the pizza. <laughs> and he said, buzz your girlfriend. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> oh, that's a, uh, an ode to JR. Aww. Whoop. <laughs> there used to be this thing online where you could put somebody's picture into that picture frame in, the, in a GIF and it would go, Buzz, your girlfriend. Whoop. And then you would see whoever like you put in there. I loved making that, sending it to people. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, after 30 years, when the film finally screened in the States in 2018, the audience response was different than the sort of confused reception it had received in France, but like in a positive way. Mm-hmm. The director told a journalist in 2018, it was very weird to me to see the film play as I intended it to only 30 years after its release. <laughs> At the time, an homage like this wasn't common. You either made a serious action movie or a straight parody of them. Today, the film's genre-bending nuance makes much more sense. I wanted to make the audiences smile with a feeling for nostalgia for that time when you also dressed up as an action hero and felt powerful. It's like when I used to dress up like Tina Turner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I do think the acting isn't bad. No, no. And we are hard on child actors, and this is a tough biz, kids. Get used to it. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. Santa's pretty good. Grandpa is adorable. Yeah. yeah, he's not a brat. His relationships with his grandpa and his mom are really very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very loving family. The emotional stakes are high, and it's so sad to see him comforting his grandpa and telling him he's got it under control. <laughs> like, he's a little fucking kid. Uh, bad Santa, convincingly intimidating. Um, yeah, he looks out of his mind and uh, really nails it without having to say hardly anything. <laughs> Ashley, are you even paying attention? <laughs> I had to put Sam in the gift maker that Sarah mentioned. <laughs> my dog, Sam. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so does this movie get you in the Christmas spirit? That's what I want to know. Um, yeah, and partly because of another thing that I really like about it is I think the sets, the cin- cinematography are really interesting. Like, 
these liminal spaces that aren't the only dreamlike areas. Like the whole castle is eerie. Mm-hmm. And it all is very like inside a snow globe. Yeah. It and, has this weird like fuzziness yeah. to the whole. Yeah. Like everything is filmed that way. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that's called. Uh Fuzziness. You, I feel like they usually use it to make things look like old timey. Like memories. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Um I don't know, but it it is not get me in the Christmas spirit. No? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's too like French Christmas. I don't know. I don't really like the whole Christmas extravaganza that Julie sets up. I'm like, what is this? this is... But it had Jeff and his magic umbrella. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Which we don't even know what that is. No, we do. We love it. Everybody oh. knows what it is. <laughs> I love it. She's pinching my arm. <laughs> Thomas gets lost in that maze that's inside his house. And like you see it shot from above. And it almost looks like office spaces. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing is like, what is happening? I, f- I feel like the tone is really strange. Mm-hmm. Like I, for my third and fourth time watching it, I'm like used to it now. But the first time I watched it, I was very confused. Yeah, because the first part is really more of like a kind of like family child like Christmas movie. And then it does shift into like fucking Danger Zone Xmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that my quibble about it is why is this happening? Like, what is happening? What are bad Santa's motives? This he wants is, to play? That's it? This is because of the... This was telling us about the dangers of the internet. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's why. And he did say that, the director, too. When he wrote it, he was like... He used a Minitel to buy flowers for his wife. And was like, kids could get on here and meet all kinds of freaks. <laughs> and he was right. Yeah. This character is odd because he's obviously like... Something's mentally not there with him it's like he's kind of the villain because he does all these awful things but he's also like oh no he needs help yeah (laughs) and he does have like a little childlike quality to him yeah we see him at the very beginning we didn't talk about it because Mm -hmm. it's not anything really but we see some kids like snowball fighting in the neighborhood and he's like comes in all happy smile on his face gathers himself up a snowball and the kids are all like yuck they're yeah. like he's not in our gang yeah and they yeah. run away and leave him there just holding a snowball and he's like oh that's when it happened that's when he snapped uh-huh and he's like pretty well dressed at that point too he like has the beard but you he's like he wearing looked dirty maybe he just looked french i don't think he looked dirty like he had a nice yellow scarf the scarf was he had nice. a nice jacket sure <laughs> yeah so Corey's a fan yeah that's French fashion. Sometimes you just can't tell. Yeah. leak. Dara leaked my balls. He did have a beanie askew on uh-huh. his head, though. So that was the telltale that was sign. It. He was dangerous. Yeah. Uh, That's I, how you I'll knew. I'll stop wearing my beanies. <laughs> you keep that thing screwed on tight, baby. Don't let it get crooked. Have you committed? <laughs> Anybody got any other final thoughts? Ash, what did you think about this movie? It didn't get me in the spirit. What? The scene with Jr. I was like, I can't even watch this. I can't even process this. Yeah. yeah I if you don't like to see the dog die, don't yeah. watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. The fact that they showed it, too. They do really show that it. That dull knife going into its neck mm-hmm. gave me flashbacks about Chauncey and Mad Men when they <laughs> left him outside. That and was, I was fucked like, up. I still talk about it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but no, it didn't get me in the spirit. But what about everything else? Like, are there things that you do like about it? I liked where the dusty ass toys were. 
I like that space. That space is bizarre. It's, it's so like weird. the whole center of the house. Yeah. He, we first meet Thomas and he is sleeping in there in like an old decommissioned World War II fighter plane. It's and he's almost like, like, like a ahead. pirate ship or something. Yeah. Like you have this weird rope uh, bridge uh-huh. and then just like toys everywhere yeah. like that he obviously doesn't play with no well because they're his ancestors <laughs> toys they're very fragile if yeah. his mom doesn't know about that area does she just not know where he sleeps at night she's like bye that means your house is too, too big. big yeah <laughs> they know where kevin McAllister is he's in his bed or he's banished <laughs> to the fucking attic yeah yeah no i mean what did you think about like the acting and the kid and everything i thought they played well for their parts mm-hmm. like I believed he was a prodigy. You did? <laughs> I believed it. <laughs> Even though he couldn't fix the car? No. He did fix it earlier. But earlier it was Well, fixed. then him and Grandpa went hot-dogging, <laughs> and it wouldn't start when they needed it to. Yeah. It's probably just out of gas. <laughs> They're nervous. <laughs> yeah, you got Santa right there ready to bonk his head. Fuck, fucking trying to pop the clutch and just stalling out <laughs> over and over again. I know what that's like. When I used to drive stick shift, when you first start driving stick, boy, this is some nervous times on the road. <laughs> so I never did it. Y- can you? Can I drive a stick? Yeah. No. I've tried like within the last five years and I got it into the first gear. Yeah. And then I was like, why am I learning this? I don't have a car like this. Well, emergency. Because yeah. one, t- one day there might be a solar flare that knocks out all electronics and then you'll need to use a car that doesn't have computers in it. I'll learn then. Good luck. I'll peel you, teach I'm me. I'm going to fucking peel out, shifting <laughs> gears, driving away. My first car was a little Ford Ranger that was a stick shift. I would shift gears with one hand, smoke a cigarette, eat a little cheeseburger, like have a phone call, like all at the same time. Well, you can pick us up then. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. I wonder Be- if I can still do it. I bet I can. If you're a prodigy. Well, guess what? I was until I ate all that Christmas tree flocking. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, should we rate this baby? We should. Lenny said, no thanks. <laughs> no Malton guide. Okay. No official rating anywhere that we could find. Mm. No video hounds. Thank God. <laughs> um, I can go first. Let's hear it. I give this movie a, a six out of ten. Mm. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, I... I don't know. It has a weird tone. Mm-hmm. I like some moments. Overall, it does not put me in the Christmas spirit. Sure. And there's like a lot of deaths, but the violence, like the gore is not good. Mm-mm. The goriest part is the part with the dog. Yeah. Which we don't want. No. <laughs> like a lot of the kills are off screen. Yeah. Um, is it scary? No. Maybe if you're a kid. Yeah. It's tense. It is tense. Which I like. It is tense because it definitely seems like Thomas and Grandpa both won't make it out. Yeah, it kind of seems like Grandpa yeah. won't make Mostly it. Mostly Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> and he almost didn't, but not because he got caught. <laughs> because he wouldn't emergency. take his medicine yeah. earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, six out of ten for me. I give it a seven. Because I do think it's Christmassy. I like their big tree. Um... Thomas says it's the king of the forest. It's hard to argue with that. And they have an art, an ornament on it that says Noel, which is definitely like a French Christmas word. Yes. So. <laughs> Ash? Um, five. 
Five. Five. That's because of the dog. It's because of the dog. Five, six, seven. But the relationship <laughs> between the grandpa and Thomas is what was like, oh, well, yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah. Because they were cute together. Yeah. And he is a cutie. Mm-hmm. Even with his mullet and everything. Like, oh, it's a bad mullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one point for his relationship with his grandpa and four points for Pilu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a solid five. <laughs> Pilu. I definitely was not miserable watching it or anything. Yeah, no. I was just kind of like, I felt like I was going to be colder watching it. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. And it just didn't happen for me. It does move along mm-hmm. pretty yeah. good. There's yeah. not a lot of where you're like, all right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Okay, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> no, I'm outcast. Oh. <laughs> There's not a lot of, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. Next movie. Our next movie. Surf's up, dude. What is it? Tell us, sir. <laughs> We're headed to Blood Beach. Woo! Whoa. For one last summertime hurrah before we get to the true most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Blood Beach. Yep. I've never seen Blood Beach. Oh, notorious slasher. (laughs) Yeah. We read the summary and we're like, is this a slasher? We'll find out. It's on the list. It's on the list, so we'll do it. And what the list says, we do. (laughs) So bring your sunscreen, bring your towel. Mm -hmm. Bring your Santa hat. Corey's one to talk (laughs) about bring your sunscreen. She's burnt today. Currently sunburnt. But it's my own fault. <laughs> Didn't reapply. Always to reapply. A crisp. <laughs> Don't get any SPF. I had to get my it. red nose like Rudolph. Aww. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> right? No. Happy birthday, Christmas. Oh yeah. Oh. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Christmas. You become a man this year. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. It was written specifically for this movie. Yeah, and the director directed the video for it, too. Oh, sexy. <laughs> Bonnie Tyler, what does she sing? She's got Betty Davis eyes. Wait. Right? No. No, who's that? She Kim something. Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yeah. Right? Much right, right, better right. song. Yeah. Nothing I can do. Right? Total Eclipse of the Heart. Huh. <laughs> That's like one of the first karaoke songs I sing like in public. Well, then you <laughs> sing it. Oh, no. <laughs> Sarah. Come on. She's pinching me again. That's what we do. <laughs> we like to give our listeners a little taste of our yeah. musical prowess. <laughs> well, first of all, it starts with turn around. That's right. There you go. Every now and then I'll get a little bit terrified and then I'll see the look in your eyes. Turn around. <laughs> Oh, I think I messed it up. <laughs> Turn around, bright eyes. Every now and then I fall apart. I fucking need you all tonight. Right, that's how everybody sings it now. And I need you Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for coming on, Ash. Yeah. Bring a song prepared next time, please. <laughs> yeah. I'll just rant any song. Mm-hmm. Any song. <laughs> Didn't you write one about Baja Blast when I showed up? <laughs> it's just a little rap. We'll she's, do it later. She's got Baja Blast in her eyes. 
Huh? Give Grandpa some Baja Blast. He would have shot out of that <laughs> armor too. <laughs> I don't think he would have been able to handle it. He would have uh, croaked up a spot. <laughs> he's like a little distilled water. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, take this Baja Blast, dude. Immediately 2020 vision. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as always, please donate to the Bakersfield Burrito Project. Uh, speaking of Christmas, you can make a donation in someone's name as a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, not for me, though. Please buy me a real present. <laughs> Just kidding. I would appreciate this. It's tax deductible, too, so that's great. On Cash App and Venmo, Bako Burrito Project. And if you want to give us another gift, you can leave us a review mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts. If you have an iPhone, you should have a podcast app. Yes. And if you deleted it, you can just download it again. Yeah. And then you just search for our, our name, Gabby uh-huh. with the Chainsaw. It's there. You look at it. Mm-hmm. You go down to the bottom and you give us five stars and a little review. Very easy and free for yeah. you. There's only the option to give us five stars. Yeah, I don't think you can give us any other. If you try to give us less than five stars, your phone blows up. (laughs) Yeah, we worked with Thomas on that. With we worked with Tim Apple (laughs) to get this going. Tim Apple is he the Santa Claus? (laughs) Thomas grows up to be Tim Apple. He is using Mac products. Like I was like, damn, that's an old ass Mac desktop that he's using. Yeah, or if you don't have Apple products, um, whatever podcast app you use, mm-hmm. just give us five stars. Please do. We would love it. What a great Christmas and July <laughs> gift that would be. Yeah. I feel in the spirit now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah see? Yeah. Finally you got, got there. there. Yeah, I'm spirited. <laughs> All right. Well, till next time. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas in July. Happy birthday, Christmas. Happy birthday, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>for joining us on gag me with a chainsaw with your hosts Corey and sarah music by white bat audio find us on twitter at chainsaw podcast and on instagram at gag me with a chainsaw until next time unpleasant dreams